Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Sheriff Our Local. Over 50,000 people have listened to Mark's podcast series specifically for home improvement businesses. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that I've been doing over the last several years that takes different issues, challenges, ideas that I think are really relevant and things that you need to reflect and think about in a fairly concise way. Additionally, I bring on thought leaders in the industry to really share their stories of how they've kind of navigated what's going on. Uh, This podcast series is supported by the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine, and produced by my friends at Surefire Local, a leading digital marketing platform. Today, I want to talk about a topic that really is kind of a companion to the last podcast message I was trying to receive. That message was really focused on, this is a time to lead. This is a time to be the voice of reason, I think, for your team, certainly for your family and for your clients and alliances out there. Uh, I want to share in this particular podcast a story, a story that I experienced literally this last week that I think is relevant to the particular issues that we're experiencing with the virus and challenges, certainly in the country. As I said last week, it's so important, first and foremost, not to judge others how they're really addressing this fear. However, it is important, I think, for you to lead and take a kind of a leadership role. So in some of the different groups I facilitated as I was traveling last week, I really wanted to talk about how they were feeling. And I asked the question to each member of the different sessions, On a zero to 10, 10 being that you're the most anxious, you're really, really stressed out, and zero being you're you're not stressed out at all. How are you feeling right now? How are you feeling in the kind of today, in the times that we're in? Now, these feelings could be generated from personal kind of reasons in terms of yourself, your family. It could be all about because you tend to be an anxious person, and therefore your anxiety levels are higher. It also could be related to certainly the business and what's happening and trying to really sort through and make sense out of it. So I went around the room in each one of these groups, and I asked that question. And the, the answers, as you can imagine, varied pretty dramatically. At the one extreme, we had a few people that it was two or three. You know, they were really thinking that this was kind of overstated. They weren't that worried about it themselves. Maybe they were in a little bit of a bubble that they could feel that. Then we had other extremes where people were, you know, an eight or nine in terms of levels of anxiety. So after everyone scored themselves, I went around one by one asking them why their score was the way it was. And the answers that they extended back to me were really quite interesting. They varied pretty dramatically from uh, they were very, very anxious with respect to, uh, you know, the health and the schools being shut down. And and what about those children out there that depend on that for, you know, literally their 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 meals uh, to uh, being worried, certainly in terms of, you know, what was this going to do to the business and the cash flow and to the clients? Uh, so they, they ranked themselves, again, on a 0 to 10, and we talked about that. 
My next part that I talked about then is I said, okay, what I want you to do is everybody write down how long they think this is going to last and how long this is going to last until we get to some level of normalized times. The answers, again, were very uh, diverse and different. In the lowest point, it was a month or two, and the highest was really nine months. And the average within the group itself was about three to four months. So my next question to the group is, let's just take three to four months, that that's how long that this is going to last. We don't have a crystal ball. We're not psychics. We don't know. It could be longer than that. But we've experienced things that have really been very disruptive, you know, in business. You know, some of them, the market crash goes on and on and lasts maybe a year in terms of turning things upside down and businesses going under uh, to uh, Y2K. You know, a lot of anxiety wrapped around that for a couple of months. And then finally, we went through it and it really was a non-event to 9-11 and certainly all the fears and the challenges we had for a period of time. So we've experienced these things and they all last a different amount of time. And I think what we're going through right now is very similar to that, is something that uh, is going to last a defined amount of time. So then we went from that to a discussion about uh, if it does last that amount of time, uh, why don't we create a plan, a three- to four-month plan that, of what we need to do to prepare? Now, some of the areas or themes that we were focused on was cash. You know, one of the areas that oftentimes business suffer is that they run out of cash or they put themselves in a cash position that they start to make a lot of bad decisions. So we actually brainstorm all the different ways that they could increase the cash now proactively rather than uh, put themselves in a position where two, three months down the road, they were making the bad decisions. Some of those ideas were including, uh, you know, adjusting some of their draw schedules and collections. Uh, Some of them was focused on, you know, not making mistakes so they could improve the gross profit. Uh, Another one was focused on taking a look at uh, even some deferred comp programs as it related to some of the, either the team members or even related to some of the alliances. Uh, Going back to some of the vendors and asking for a little bit of tolerance. Uh, and, and, and forgiveness to be able to push stuff back, maybe talking to the bank to expand a bit on the line of credit. But there was a lot of ideas, and they were all action-oriented ideas. Uh, the second uh, theme that was d- discussed, I think, in preparation for this three to four months was to really make sure everyone was is safe. And making sure everyone was safe is putting the ca- into, into, a, uh, into action some very specific steps, steps that related to procedures and themes. Uh, Also making sure that all of the stakeholders were part of that discussion and part of that conversation, which includes obviously the clients and the trade partners, the vendors, as well as your own immediate team and certainly your family. And also not only focusing on the procedures, but how do you go about communicating those things? And by communicating them in the right kind of way, you're going to certainly be more effective. And that's what people are going to remember is how they experience what was going on, not necessarily the event itself. What was also interesting is part of the discussion was, you know, this is also a little bit of a gift of time. 
you know, we've been so time starved, we haven't focused on how do we go about improving? You know, how much time do you spend on training? Now you can maybe have a little bit more time to train. Now you can focus on some of the technologies out there to be able to communicate better with clients and each other, in large part because you don't want to have as many face-to-face meetings, as much interaction. So you've got to put into account different kind of conference call systems or different video conference systems, not only for your team, but also for your clients. So this is an opportunity, I think, to really improve and be better at what you're doing, not necessarily the same. So as you kind of come out of this storm that we're in, you're going to be even better than you were before. And then number four on our list was to market and sell. Now, your clients, many of your clients, I think really don't necessarily see this as a liability. They see this as maybe a little bit of an opportunity. So I think it's a time that you've got to kind of discriminate between those clients that do have a real sense of urgency, regardless of the times we're in, folks that, you know, clearly would take a normal process and maybe they'll even slow down. And then it's those other clients that are really dragging their feet, regardless of the times. You've got to focus and make sure that you're putting the right emphasis on those that really want the projects. Go overboard, getting in touch with your clients, marketing to those folks uh, that, that contacted you 6, 12, 18 months ago. There might be some urgencies in, the, in them as well. So I think the more you, you actually focus on that group, you will, you will actually be better. So the long and the short of this is there are things, there are actions that you can do to navigate, I think, what's happening out there. And what you need to do is kind of think of this as you're building a four-month bridge. You're building a bridge that's going to go over top of what we're experiencing out there today. And when you build that bridge in the right way uh, and in a solid way, you're going to not only get to the other side, but you're going to probably be better as a result of it. So just as a footnote, with the different groups I went around, and I asked them at the end of this exercise, now, how do you feel in terms of your level of anxiety? Anybody that had a score over five, their score actually went down slightly, some cases one or two points. So I think it's important, I think, you to think about, you know, your job to lead and to navigate is not only to help to be that voice of reason, to help create, I think, that level of confidence. But it's also uh, very important for you to also, I think, uh, take kind of a pulse and get aligned with your team and have those actions that help you and certainly help bridge over, I think, what we're going to experience over the coming months in a successful way. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this message today. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of kind of food for thought, and you can actually navigate, I think, these waters more successfully. Take care, everyone. I want to thank everybody for listening to Remodeling Mastery, but just as much I want to thank those that support this particular series. Now, first and foremost, I want to encourage you not just to listen, but to subscribe. And for those people that subscribe to this podcast or actually reach out to my producers, Surefire, a leading digital marketing organization, you'll actually receive a copy of one of my books that will help you take your business to the next level. This podcast series is actually supported by Professional Remodeler. Professional Remodeler is committed to help you understand and crack the code on your business. So I encourage you to try to 
spend the time reading the magazine and reach out to them and be a little bit more of a voice in the industry. I also encourage you to get involved, get engaged. The National Association of Modeling Industry, NERI, is a wonderful organization that I've been involved with with most of my career and actually had so many opportunities as a result of that. And lastly, certainly, reach out to my friends at Surefire Local that will be able to help you with your business. Welcome back to Remodeling Mastery. I'm your host, Mark Richardson. And in this segment uh, of our podcast series, I'm always joined by uh, someone that can really, I think, help you take your business to the next level, can help you understand and certainly experience things, I think, from a kind of a, a different angle and point of view. And today, I actually have one of our uh, primary supporters of Remodeling Mastery, uh, David Pickle, who is the CEO of NARI, and NARI is the National Association of the remodeling industry. I think most of you probably have heard of NARI. However, many of you aren't necessarily members, at least at this juncture, but maybe after you've heard some from David and, and certainly heard about the organization, I've always been a huge supporter, uh, in large part, obviously, because of some of the things you'll hear that NARI does. But also, you know, I think it's really tricky to be out there on an island kind of by yourself. You know, remodeling industry, whether you're in specialty or full-service remodeling, is a very easy entry business. Most of you don't have kind of MBAs in remodeling or degrees necessarily that kind of gave you all of the educational background. But, you know, I think the cool thing about communities like NARI, it's a relatively easy way to be able to become part of the industry and really learn and show a level of professionalism. So welcome, David, to uh, Remodeling Mastery. It's a pleasure to be here, Mark. Great. So let's, let's just uh, maybe help our listeners, because as I said, you know, during the opening here, I think many certainly have heard of NARI before, but aren't necessarily members at this juncture. Let's maybe start at a little bit of high level and talk about uh, Nary and a little bit more the history of Nary and what kind of what your uh, what what's your mission, what's your cause, what 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 you're trying to accomplish. That's terrific. You know, I I loved your opening about uh, there's not a, a degreed program for how you become a, a remodeling contractor. The um, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry is the only professional trade association exclusively dedicated to the remodeling industry. Now, we all know the remodeling industry is, a, is a, a, a broad canvas when we talk about the people that are engaged. We have, we have our repair and replacement contractors. We have our design-build remodelers. We have single-line contractors such as plumbers, electricians, tile setters, drywallers, uh, shower door uh, glass installers, uh, window installers, carpentry contractors. The list, is, the, the list is extensive. In fact, it even includes um, landscape contractors as well. We are interested in serving this community by teaching contractors uh, to be the smartest people in the room when it comes to their trade and their business practices, um, to advance the professionalism of the industry, not only with the people that are involved in the industry, but in the eye of the public uh, as well. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the barriers that we have to 
uh, home improvement with consumers centers around their their difficulty trusting uh, trusting a contractor or trusting the process. Being a member of the National Association of the Remodeling Industry adds a level of credibility to the contractor member through our through a variety of different uh, uh, avenues that I'm sure we'll discuss today. But by and large, at the end of the day, what it helps consumers to do is to know that they have a contractor that they can trust to do the job well in a professional, workmanlike, and business-type fashion. Excellent. So, David, tell us a little bit about the mechanics of NERI. Uh, how many members? What is the structure? Is it more of a national, local, centralized, decentralized? Help us get our head around kind of, uh, you know, is, is NERI a fruit or vegetable? <laughs> you know, this is, I, 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 love, I love this question because it's like talking about my kids. So the National Association of the Remodeling Industry is, is uh, comprised of approximately 6,000 member companies. So the membership in the association uh, is for the company. Uh, when, you, when you break that down and consider based on our, our, our analytics of our, our most recent membership survey, our average company uh, population is about 11 individuals. So we represent um, over 60,000 individuals that are engaged in the remodeling industry. Now, NERI, is, NERI has representation in all 50 states uh, of the United States and uh, several, uh, several provinces in Canada as well. Not, um, our, the bulk of our membership is comprised of uh, NERI members that are associated with chapters. So a chapter is a uh, is a population of members in a specific geography. So, for instance, we have a very large contingent of members, uh, some 700 members in Nary, Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 360 uh, members in Nary, Kansas City, and Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, 42 other chapters throughout the United States. The members that uh, are not affiliated with the chapter um, are referred to as our as our at large members, and, and those are the individuals that make up the the balance of of our geography. Excellent. So let's let's drill a little bit more into kind of a, you know a typical say month or year in the life of a Nary member. How do they? interact, become part, uh, how, you know, what kind of, you know, educational kind of takeaways are they going to get from, you know, being part of, uh, being part of the NERI community? We, although we're represented by anyone who has a, uh, a dog in the fight, so to speak, that, that's interested in the home improvement industry, our principal constituent, Mark, is going to be the contractor member. Um, that that individual that's engaged in the design-build facet, that's engaged in the repair and replacement facet, or is going to be a specialty contractor. Our principal focus is to help build a better contractor member. Uh, We have a lot of members that support that community of our contractor members. Those are suppliers. Those can be professional service um, individuals, such as uh, 
uh, uh, signage companies and lenders and attorneys and and uh, uh, those types of assorted uh, assorted interests. The education aspect is uh, is is really the cornerstone of how we achieve that objective of building a better contractor. We recognize that we are the leading authority in the remodeling industry. We want to help our members to um, become better business professionals, to answer questions for them that they didn't even know that they have. Um, you know, oftentimes as we speak with our contractor community, we find out that, you know, they're, they're really interested in making more money. Um, well, of course, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about making more money, isn't there? Um, maybe you should sell more. Well, maybe you shouldn't sell more. Maybe you should just sell less for more money and function more profitably. Those are some of the different paths that we help our members uh, uh, guide, guide and navigate on what is the best practice for me and what fits my business to help me achieve my business objectives. And if you don't have business objectives, we help our members to understand what those are and why they should have them and how they can measure their success as they, uh, as they move through uh, their vocation. So needless to say, uh, you know, the majority of the uh, remodeling construction industry didn't go to remodeling university because it doesn't really exist, at least in the traditional way. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some of the uh, programs and certifications that NERI has that you not only, obviously, you're gleaning a lot of insights and learnings, but you're also ending up with an, an additional stripe on your, on your uniform. That's, that's a great point. So certification is, is, a, uh, is an opportunity for an individual to expand their educational expertise and demonstrate their proficiency in their particular in their particular discipline. Presently, NERI has eight different certifications for members to to pursue, and those range from certified remodeler, certified kitchen and bath remodeler, uh, certified lead carpenter, certified remodeling uh, project manager, certified remodeling specialist, universal design certified professional. And, and 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 so on. Um, these are these are uh, programs that are are either facilitated through a study group at a local chapter level. They can also be accessed online in online live learning sessions, where an individual can participate. Generally, after hours, after after normal business hours, on a live webinar type format where they can participate with other members throughout the United States in studying for the proficiency, uh, necessary proficiencies in order to, uh, uh, to successfully uh, pass, pass the examinations. Um, or they can access it on a uh, self-paced, on-demand type learning platform. You know, there's a lot of competition in, in, the, remark uh, in the remodeling marketplace. You know, we hear this, we hear this so oftentimes from our members, you know, I, I get into a situation and I'm, I'm, do, I'm providing a quote for, for the work that I do. And, and let's just take an example of a, of a bathroom remodel. So I gave the homeowner a, a quote for a bathroom remodel and I told him, 
I think for what you're trying to accomplish and the, and the finishes and the selections that you told me that you're interested in, I think we're going to be somewhere in the forty-five dollars to $50,000 price range for your project. And the homeowner comes back to me and says, well, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that. And of course, you, you want to know why. And they tell you, well, the, the other firm that came in here said they could do it for half as much. Well, you know, the first question that, that we ask in our minds are, you know, are we talking about a level playing field? Sure. Um, you know, um, how can... Well, how can what you someone... said is what I think many of our, uh, certainly listeners, experience, you know, every single day. And, and uh, what, what are the other, besides the, you know, the actual training and qualifications, and you've obviously been involved with this for so, so long, what are the other intangible benefits that you see? I know I have certainly experienced many of many times over the years that you know that the level of fragmentation in the remodeling industry is such that you know your real competitors not necessarily other remodelers it's actually in many ways it's your own it's your own lack of skills and and it's the consumer themselves and I think the more that you can be part of a community when you realize that you have less than 1% of the actual market share, I think you can not only learn from each other, but you, you get a, uh, like I said, you're, 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 you're not on an island by yourself. You're part of a community. But well, what are the other intangibles that you think, uh, you know, that the members get? Well, Mark, you just, I, I think one of the strongest intangibles is that is what you just touched on. And that's the the ver the validation that you're not terminally unique, uh, yep. and and that I think is a struggle for a lot of us um, that are are out there in the marketplace, whether we're in our first year or or in our fifteenth year. Am I the only one who's suffering with this problem? Am I the only one who has nutbag customers and? And difficulty getting you know subs to return my call and suppliers to give me quotes in a timely fashion so that I can give my proposal to my customer in a timely fashion. Am am I the only one who's having these trials and tribulations with the local building uh, inspection officials, whether it's the plumbing inspector, the building inspector, the electrical inspector, the HVAC inspector? You know, I remember when I first entered the industry as a contractor. Those were the things that were going through my mind. And frankly, uh, it created an enormous amount of stress in my life until I joined NARI. And when I joined NARI and began to have conversation with other people that would normally be uh, competitors in my marketplace, when they came, when they came to a membership meeting and, and they, they coalesced together, everyone sort of checked their business hat at the door. And we were there to help help each help each other, and I found that <laughs> I wasn't terminally unique. I I wish other people shared these problems as well, and together we were able to uh, uh, to to work out you know plausible solutions and 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 ways to navigate ways to navigate around these these problems. I had I had individuals when when I started out. Uh, as a contractor in NERI, uh, larger companies that didn't view me as, as any type of a competitive threat literally take me under their wing and shared with me their business operations systems. 
how they were quoting jobs, how they were pricing and estimating. I thought that at that time that uh, when I started out, um, working for wages, working for a higher wage was, was, was a sign of being successful. Then I thought perhaps not only working for wages, but boy, if I could mark it up just 30%, I'd have a little extra, I'd have a little extra juice that I could put in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. But what I, what I really learned is I was under, I was undervaluing myself throughout the entire process. So, David, now, for those listeners and the many that are out there, uh, what would you do or what would you encourage for them to learn more about NARI, learn more about, you know, how to become part of this, kind of maybe put their toe in the water a little bit and just see if, in fact, this might be a good fit? Um, you know, Mark, NARI, NARI has a lot to offer for for contractors, and I like to say that... Um, um, I like to say it's 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 somewhat like a buffet table. You don't have to eat everything on the on the buffet of services that Nary has to offer in order to satisfy your appetite. Um, the first step that that uh, uh, people should take is visit visit the Nary website, and it's real simple. It's nari dot org. And learn about the association and spend a few minutes to take a deeper dive to find out the things that, that the association stands for. It's not just about building a, better, building a better remodeler through providing relevant and useful education and guidance. It is about the networking. It is about uh, certification and helping them be, differentiate themselves in the market. But we also represent small businesses, which many of our members are. Uh, through our advocacy efforts and through supporting small business, um, addressing addressing the skilled uh, labor shortage uh, in a in a very uh, affirmative and head-on sort of a way. But go to the website. That's going to be the single greatest uh, resource that you can have for information in terms of who we are, what we do, and how how it works. So after you go to the website, and let's say it does in fact look like you know, something of interest, uh, then can they sign up to go to a local chapter meeting or is there more of a, a, another level of prerequisite before they can, you know, they can test kind of what, whether this makes sense for them? You know, the next step for them is, is, is to reach out through the National Association, through, through our headquarters via the website. And we'll help place them, if they're in a geography that's close enough to a chapter, we'll make that introduction for them so that they'll have, they'll, they'll have a welcoming experience that they can attend a meeting, they can learn about the association, they can meet fellow members. Um, you know, you talked about the, the um, intangibles. Many of, of my professional friends, many of my professional acquaintances through NARI had developed into personal relationships and personal friendships. Um, and some of these individuals are, are folks that, as I said previously, you know, I would, that I would have competed with in the marketplace. But, um, you know, it's, Nary is the tide that helps to lift all, lift all of the boats up. And I think that after the very first meeting that, that anyone attends, they'll, they'll, they'll experience that themselves and uh, um, will understand why it's important, uh, not only for them, 
individually, but for the success of their company to become a member as well. Excellent. Well, listen, David, I want to thank you for joining Remodeling Mastery. And again, uh, I am a huge fan and advocate of National Association of Modeling Industry. They certainly have been uh, uh, very, very, I think, important for not only the industry, but for uh, the podcast series in terms of supporting it. Uh, and uh, David, thank you for joining me today and uh, look forward to uh, you know a great future. Thank you kindly, Mark. It was a pleasure. If you liked what you've heard, take a moment to subscribe to Remodeling Mastery on your phone using your favorite podcast app. It's available on all the major apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Go ahead and post in the comments what you learned and any questions you have for Mark, and he may answer them on an upcoming episode. Thank you again for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson.